Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free, free through empowered love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, this is Mel, and welcome to another show We've got a great show today, so welcome everybody, and it's great getting lots of feedback that people are listening to podcasts, and we're really getting into with guests, we're really uh, going through dynamics of relationships, which is what I'm all about, and really, really exciting stuff coming up with what we're doing on the show, and also too, uh, keep posted because my new website and ebook series is coming out very very soon don't have an official release date as yet we're still working on some things but it's such an exciting year this year it's michelle and i were just discussing this actually before we went on air we came on air but it's just going so quickly and so much is happening and as i keep really putting forth it's really time to shift and to get into our power and really Start creating the life that we really want to live because it's there for the taking. It's so easy. So what we're going to be discussing today, I've got holistic coach Michelle Barr and we're going to be talking about the energy of relationships. And Michelle Barr is a holistic coach. She's an MED and she's an energy medicine intuitive and she's one of my snap out of it sisters. I'm the only Aussie in the group and she's another one of the gorgeous American ladies and she works with Kim St. Andre. They do a fantastic show, Practical Spirituality, and they work together uh, on that show and they also do courses and classes together. And Michelle has been uh, called to the healing arts. It's really her passion and where she's gone and over the last 20 years, she's worked in a variety of traditional mental health, wellness and healthcare settings and she's also become involved in non-traditional and alternative and complementary medicine and healing practices. So today we're going to be looking at how we can understand the energy dynamics of being in relationships and how you can identify and clean up what is your own stuff. Hear, hear to that because that's what I'm all about. And how we can work at this and what's been playing out in our relationships so that we can experience and create much more fulfilling, healthier and authentic relationships. And Michelle believes that inner healing is a strategy for success. And by using holistic approaches, we can address the body, the mind and the soul. And she helps people come to new understandings and ways of being and doing that so that they can move into their best expression of life. Okay, so Michelle, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Hi. Yeah, look, this is just really, really terrific. So it's just wonderful to have you here. And, you know, like Kim, you're a busy mum. You're a mum. You said you've only got one left at home at the moment. But, you know, you do a lot of work with people. 
and you balance your life and you get it all happening, which is just fantastic. Yes, I do. It is a lot of fun. When you're doing what you love, you really find time to put all the pieces in your life together. Yeah, look, I agree. And, Michelle, probably like me, you'd meet a lot of women that are really drawn to helping people and they're wondering how they can get that going and how they can start expressing that. And I just think it's so important to follow your passions. It really is. I really, for a long time, have had a passion for people not being in jobs they don't like and not spending time, a lot of their time, doing things they don't like to do. And we work in our community a lot with people, especially women, who are wanting to follow their passion and their purpose, and a lot of that is some kind of healing and working, helping people. And so we really try to get people to see that that's possible and to start moving toward that and working within the law of attraction to make the life, create the life that they want instead of feeling stuck in a life that they feel like has been imposed on them. Look, I totally agree. And I remember reading a while ago, Neil Donald Walsh had some really, really good stuff about, you know how, and it really struck home for me, how we can have limiting beliefs on money so much that we can have these beliefs that we think that we can only get money for something that we hate doing because we can have this these horrible concept of money's wrong or money's bad or, you know, it's the root of all evil. All yes, I find a lot of that with people sometimes stuck working at jobs they don't like because they grew up with a lot of limiting beliefs and programs and family patterns around you work hard and it's supposed to be hard and you work really hard and then you get a little time to yourself and things like that about struggle and about working and about doing what you have to do and buckling up and all mm. those kind of things and when you're talking about Working with busy mothers and moms out there who are trying to balance everything, I especially see where they've really lost any of those pieces of themselves, and I want to show them how to start incorporating that back into your life, and you have to find that harmony and that balance, but being able to spend more and more time doing things you love and then considering how you can create income doing that. Yeah, and look, it's a total win-win because the thing is, if you love doing something, you're going to be exceptional at it. Yes, and the other piece you brought up that we see a lot is people who were raised around those notions of money that if you make a lot of money uh, trying to do spiritual work, why are you charging money, and that's not spiritual, and we should take care of everyone else. And I really work with people to shift that, that actually the more prosperity and abundance you can bring into your own life, you have more freedom then to follow your path and to help other people. But those are some really deep-set beliefs that we have all grown up with that continue on about doing spiritual work and being wealthy. Look, absolutely. And as a past life healer and a theta healer, I see so much DNA in women and people about the self-sacrificial vows so that, you know, through past lifetimes and that was what they were doing, they took vows of self-sacrifice. But, you know, back it it was either back in those days, it was either self-sacrifice or it was barter. You know, a lot of healers used to work for barter. So they did. And they and did. You so you've got a sheep or you've got clothes. 
Right. There, there was a lot about taking those vows of sacrifice and poverty and that, that being humble and it's more noble to serve. And yet there, there are these gifts that people are given that I believe are equal to any other gifts that people are out there that are making money and that it's more time that we see the value in ourselves than we ask for what I say is a fair exchange. So I know some people are still out there bartering. You just have to make sure it's a fair energetic exchange and that the energy of money, that you're not in conflict that, with that, that you will accept money for your work. I agree. And, and look, and I love the thing about the metaphysical deeper solutions it's so powerful. You know, you could be spending money in a contemporary system that is very, very expensive and you get onto the right healer and the right solutions and it's going to be a fraction of the cost for you to break through to the solutions and the empowerment you've always wanted. I believe that because I worked for years in a more traditional mental health setting and in hospitals, and what I was seeing was we were spending a lot of time seeing people and they weren't getting better. And so on the other hand, I was a spiritual seeker and a student and a teacher, and I was seeing all this healing happening, like the healing that you do and the healing that I do, and people having tremendous breakthroughs once they learn to work with the energy of that. And I agree, you really, it is very valuable and it can create incredible change. Absolutely. And I know myself, you know, when I was struggling through the contemporary things and all of those things for all of those years, and then when I found breakthrough, breakthrough was a fraction of the cost and a fraction of the time. And I think it's great. I think, and I think it's fantastic that people like you have seen both sides of that and really, really do know the difference because I find it really astounding, you know, like narcissism and relationship addiction and stuff is right in my pocket. And I get a lot of people go, yeah, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. You've hit the nail on the head. Now what psychologist can I go to? Right. And I'm like... And I'm like, now hang on, you, you're really conditioned to think down those, those traditional lines, but you know, how about we go to a deeper level with this, and how about we get to the real reasons, and you know, and so on and so forth. Yeah, but getting to those core issues, I've really seen my biggest shift from the traditional and the more medical model to the more healing arts is that we used to be trained to see people as broken and they needed to be fixed. And so that starts all that rescuing and fixing, but it keeps people as the victim and they have to keep going back to get fixed, where the healing is more you see people's highest potential and you see them as whole already, and so you empower them to learn to heal themselves. And I think that's been the most powerful shift. Beautifully, beautifully expressed, and I totally agree. And I think, too, with that model, rather than just treating the symptoms, you're actually going to the core empowerment, which is the real solution. Yes, it is. It's getting back to that true self and realizing that you're your own inner healer. When I see people coming for healing, like you do, I'm sure, at first they're looking to the healer to heal them, and so you're also helping them see that you're just facilitating that energy and you're helping them gain that perspective and awareness, but you want them to find that own healer within them. Absolutely. We're giving them back to themselves. That's what we're doing. Yeah, and it's beautiful, and we're very, very blessed and fortunate that we can do that and that we've been able to do that in our own lives as well. 
Absolutely. Yes, it is. I, I really found that, too, that when people go into healing, uh, they find out that they went for their own healing, and so while they're helping others, you're getting your own healing. So you start seeking what you need most, and as you're healing, you get better and better able to attract other people to help them heal. Totally. And we offer, and we, we you know, the healing that we do is what we've needed to learn. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into talking about relationships. Okay. Okay. So you say that understanding the energy dynamics of being in a relationship can help you identify and clean up what is your stuff playing out and so that we can experience relationships in much more fulfilling, healthier and more authentic ways, which I totally agree with. Yeah. Okay. So... What do you mean by the energy dynamics of being in relationship? Well, as I started working more and more with the law of attraction and from a healing perspective, I really became aware that we are an energetic being constantly in energetic exchange with the universe and everyone and everything who comes into our life and into our energy field. And so as much as we have all these conscious reasons why we want relationships for companionship and intimacy and support and all of those reasons to build a family, all of those things, unconsciously most of the time we are calling in relationships to help us with the lessons that we've come here to learn and to help us we start attracting in the energies that we need to heal and so what happens when people get into relationships there's that whole energetic exchange going on and you have that point where you start acting out and activating each other's stuff and so the more you can know consciously that that goes on in the workplace people just get into conflicts that you see that go on and on and also in relationships that go on and on for years in conflict you can see it in every area where if people are more consciously aware of those dynamics they can see that piece of it playing out because people really want to show up and just be themselves in relationship and we end up stepping into each other's energy field and then we're putting on costumes to play out each other's stuff and it keeps us from being fully authentic in the relationship. Look, I totally agree. I, I really, and I love this because this comes from the same space that I do. And it's very, yeah. that's very, very true because it's like, you know, for example, a common woman thing where I'm really having trouble being assertive and speaking up and I, I feel like I'm bullied, you know, and it doesn't matter how many jobs she'll leave, she'll end up getting a boss and co-workers that will push her boundaries. That makes a good point because I always tell people when I'm teaching my classes, I have my own examples because my life has been an experiment in all this for years that I had some unhealed issues and I can trace a period of time in my young working life when I stepped into the same boss situation six times before I healed it because I'd get frustrated and I'd say, I'm not dealing with it, I'm going to leave and I would just run away without knowing what it was for me and without healing it. And then I'd get into the next job and I'd say, why do I keep attracting this same kind of boss? And so you just, you do, you keep stepping into and attracting those same relationships until you heal them. 
Yes, and our soul is so clever. It just yeah. keeps calling forth every single thing we need to become authentic and free to be ourselves. Yes, definitely. And so the more you can become aware, too, it's moving out of that victim into that conscious creator because in that victim I was in a place of why do I keep getting the bad bosses and why do I have these bad work situations and people say why do I keep getting into abusive relationships or whatever it is. Once you realize that you are calling forth every single thing in person that shows up, because it's a match to you, then you feel empowered because then you know that you can change it. As soon as you identify it, you can shift it, and the healthier you get, then you attract healthier relationships. Look, definitely, definitely. And that had been, you know, a lot of my stuff in relationships, absolutely. And, you know, an enormous work in progress where... uh, I'd been brought up with a mum that was uh, very much about, you know, whatever he says goes. And when my dad went jump, my mum went how high. And I found that when I was in relationships with men that, you know, as soon as they expected me to drop everything and be present and put my full attention on them, that uh, I'd I'd either do it or I'd feel awfully guilty if I didn't. And if I didn't, I, I would attract all of this criticism. And all of this, you know, well, um, I want your attention and I want it now. And it would become really, really controlling. And realizing that that was my stuff and laying boundaries and getting very clear and succinct about that has just changed the whole experience. And it's really, really beautiful. And it's amazing how much when we're growing up in those situations, we say we will never be that, we will never do that, we will never have that, and yet energetically it's in our energy field and it's unhealed, and so we go out and we attract that very thing, and usually we can't see it for what it is at first, so it almost catches us by surprise once they start acting that out, because we were just certain we were not going to get into that, and yet there it is. That's right, that's right. And I think that's so valuable for everybody is to really go through your patterns, have a look at it and really take full ownership. Because as you said, Michelle, when you're the victim, you're powerless. It's always, and I was that in my 20s, hugely. It was always somebody else's fault, poor little me, you know, and it just kept coming and coming and coming. But when you go, you know, I'm the common denominator here. And I've got to work out my pattern. And and I love it too in that, you know, when we're faced with our pattern and our stuff, we go all uncomfortable, we go all yicky, icky, yucky inside. We get stuck in these awful comfort zones. We try and create strategies rather than be direct. But we've really got to step up and get through that comfort zone and really identify and get very clear about what's going on. And then we can move through that fear into honoring ourselves. And it's just an enormous breakthrough when we do it. Yes, because a lot of those old patterns, we used them to survive in that time when we weren't able to make a different choice, but we're still operating out of those coping skills and those defense mechanisms, and we don't need them anymore for our survival, but our brain and our nervous system are still programmed until we learn to shift that, that we need to act this way and do this for our survival, and so we keep acting out of that fight or flight place 
peace within us instead of getting up in the heart and realizing that we don't have to keep perpetuating that pattern. No, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. It's really beautifully put the way you've put that. It's really a big shift. At first, I love when you were saying how you got in that victim place when you were younger and you would say, why is this happening to me? And you felt powerless. And there's a big shift in taking full responsibility and saying, I created this and I'm the creator. But then comes a huge freedom because you start seeing these things show up and you realize that you can change them and that you don't have to keep living them out. But it's it's that big shift at first of people People fully stepping in and saying, okay, I admit and I'm ready to say that I create this and I have attracted all of this in. That's right. And it's even about, you know, what I really inspire people to do is to look forward to it coming at you because yeah. you've actually really got to change it in real time and step up to the plate. I do that, too, and people finally get it. But at first, people are saying, oh, I started doing this work, and all of a sudden everything's right in my face, and my life is getting worse, and why is this happening? And I always say the same thing. Know that this is actually progress because that stuff was all subconscious, and it was driving your bus, and you didn't know it was there, and now you're trying to be something bigger and better and do differently, and so it comes up to your conscious so you can see it and clear it and so you should actually see we are a work in progress and you're you're making progress you're ready to have that breakthrough totally agree it's in your face because you're now ready to break through Yes, and once it comes up into your face, it's not in the closet, it's not the big secret, it's not running your life anymore. You can start seeing it for what it is, and it becomes that man behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz where it's so big and scary, and then you realize it has no power. But you have to bring it up into the daylight, and then you can see, wow, that just doesn't even have any power. Yeah, absolutely. I remember one student that I had and she'd had a really abusive marriage and she'd had this whole uh, scenario and experiences in her life. Everybody run roughshod over the top of her. She was an absolute doormat, poor thing. And she learned, she learned what it was all about and she learned to speak her truth and lay boundaries. And when she started doing it, that all that horrible fear that I'm going to be uh, criticized, I'm going to be abandoned, I'm going to be rejected, uh, all of that had been playing out as this horrible fear. It had all started with her mum and it had all come through. And then when she stood up and she started speaking up and laying boundaries, she had this incredible experience of people respecting her, of people starting to support her, and her whole life completely transformed. And the great thing was, was the relationships was, was where it was showing up horrifically because it does. That's, that's really the pit where all of our stuff, and, you know, that's why I'm loving this show today because those, especially those intimate relationships, that's where it's going to be magnified tenfold, a hundredfold on what's going on in our normal everyday life. 
And when it she, is, and I love that part that you brought up where she had all this fear, but then when she started treating herself differently, those people showed up as mirrors, and they mirrored that because then she started getting respect because she was respecting herself. We teach people how to treat us, and our energy field tells people how to treat us, and we go out seeking that. And so those mirrors show up, and it's really good clues to show us how we're treating and thinking about ourselves. Yeah, and if people haven't got the resources, well, then that's fine. You know, that's that big part about unconditional love. I allow you to be who you are. You don't have the resources to be supportive or respectful, so I don't have to play with you. And I think a lot of people in relationship, they get stuck in that part where you're acting out each other's stuff. Because when you come together in relationship, there's always that honeymoon period, whether it's a romantic relationship or even you get a new best friend, any of those. There's that honeymoon period where first you're activating each other's really good stuff. So you're seeing all those things that you love about yourself or that you want more of in your own life in that other person. But then you start getting into each other's energy and you start acting out each other's stuff and that's where a lot of people get stuck because they don't want to stay in that it's really painful and it usually is bringing up your really old point of origin stuff from your caregivers and your family and all of that and that's where people sometimes stop and they want to leave the relationship or they start turning to escapes and you know substances or getting involved in other activities and they withdraw from the relationship and the most incredible piece when the magic happens is once you can consciously be aware of that and you start healing that because there is that point past that where you get to come back into relationship more of your authentic selves and you get past that and then you get into that really incredible part. Absolutely. And look, that's all absolutely reliant on too because, you know, a big area that I deal with is with narcissistic abuse, mm-hmm. which is very, very, very big on the planet. It, it's, a, it's a very, very big thing. Yeah. And, you know, you may be in relationship with somebody who does not have the resources. You may not. And, and, that's, and that's something you've got to define, isn't it? You really have got to define what is healthy, what isn't healthy. All couples and all relationships can have their staff and their disagreements and their differing opinions and their insecurities, absolutely. But it's also about, too, very much about, and this is part of honouring and respecting yourself, is realising what is and what isn't healthy, what's mine, what's not mine, And where I can lay boundaries, too. And the key to that that's really important is we keep taking people back to themselves because you cannot change the other person. You get stuck in, well, if they would change, everything would be better. You can only control how you react. And so you're right. Sometimes you're going to be in relationship with people that just do not have the resources to make that change or they're not willing. Some people, it's serving them very well. Something that you think you would not want to live with, it is rewarding and serving them. And so you have to be ready when you start working in that energy that 
you are going to take care of you. You're going to focus on you, and you're going to heal your stuff. And two things can happen. One is the other person changes in a positive way, and you come back together into a better, healthier relationship. But the other one is that people fall away. They no longer can be in enough resonance to stay together. It becomes too uncomfortable. And so you have to be ready for that. And we see people, again, who start working with all this, and then they're afraid that they're going to lose those relationships or they see relationships start to fall away. And again, we tell people that's making room for your new intentions for these better relationships to come in. But you have to be able to surrender and release that because that's a very real possibility. You cannot have a guarantee that the other person, anytime you change, you will change the other person, but you don't get to pick how that happens. You're always doing an energetic dance. And so if the two of you are in this dance, the moment you say, I am not going to dance like this anymore, I'm going to change, the other person has to change. But you don't get to choose whether they change to your liking or not. Yeah, look, and that's so, so true. And that's a lot of the women and a lot of what I work with. And really for women, getting past that thing of he has to change. This has got to work out. These feelings are so intense that I have got to fix this. And that's really just so, um, you know, that's not self-fulfilling. Because if somebody's not changing, they're not changing. Right, and you also have the piece that any time you're trying to make something better coming from a place of desperation like that or a place of lack or fear, you are sending that energy out into the universe, and so you are going to get that back. And sometimes your greatest fears will show up in physical form, and they become reality. And so you really don't want to be coming from that place of holding that so tightly. This has to change for the better. You have to really learn to start trusting. If it's for your highest good and you change, then you have to trust the way we leave the house to the universe. We get to have the essence of what we want, but you can't, you can't get too attached to the way you want it to play out. That's right. It, it's not necessarily going to be a specific individual. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so so we can really be very much in control of the kinds of relationships we attract to ourselves, can't we? Yes, we can, and we don't always realize that. And so, again, the more we get in touch with our energy and we understand the way that that works we start seeing who and what we're attracting in and we can make shifts that then bring in the better people that we want, the healthier relationships, but it all keeps going back to us making change in ourselves. And so when we start seeing what we're sending out there, our fears, our doubts, our unhealed stuff, our wounds, we have people come in to help us heal those. And so you want to start working as much as you can in those positive higher energies where we have people showing up as mirrors 
of the really positive characteristics that we want and to show us all the good things. And the more we're willing to heal the other, we don't need ten people to come in and show us this lesson over and over and over again. So the more you can learn to recognize it, you recognize it the first time, and you really, when someone shows up and they're presenting something to you and it's really negatively charging you, all energy is neutral. So anytime you are negatively charged, there is something there for you. And I tell people over and over, it's always about you. You're pointing at the other person saying, yes, but they're a bad person or they make me feel bad or whatever it is. They have their own journey going on. All you can control is that it's about you. And so they show up and you want to get past the name and the face of that person, what about them is really charging you? And you want to put a word to it if it's irresponsibility or they don't value me or I don't deserve better or they're violent or they're uncaring. Whatever it is, you want to identify the essence so that you can then see, okay, well, who else in my life has shown up and played that out with me? And then you can take it all the way back to your earliest wounds when that was going on and it can be family patterns it can be caregivers it can be a traumatic experience that was impressed upon us and then gets imprinted and as soon as you can identify it and heal it within yourself those people stop showing up and you see it happen and then you start learning how to work with that yeah definitely Definitely. So would you advise, so there's a lot of women that might, you know, be out there that are doing one relationship after the next and they're not getting their needs met and they're striking the same patterns. So do you really endorse that it's time for them to pull away and pull out of that and really, really do the work on themselves? I really say depending on your stability and how much some people are very good at making abrupt changes other people that causes them more stress and so i say you decide whether you want to cut out of the relationship immediately and then do the work or whether you want to start doing the work and there will be a natural change because you start doing the work you're no longer playing the game with the other person and really yes you want to if you keep doing that relationship after relationship instead of jumping into the next relationship take that time to work on yourself and set a new energy for yourself and really get clear because every time those people show up they're helping you identify everything you do not want in a relationship but the more you come at it with that energy of I don't want this again the next one better not be like this I don't want this you're still sending very strong feelings out and the universe doesn't listen to your words it responds to your feelings and so you're still if you're focused on what you don't want you're still drawing that in along with what you do want. So you really want to take time to clean all of that out of your energy field. Instead of hopping into the next relationship, if it's going to be the same, you really want to work on yourself. For those people, I also work with women who are in relationships that they're pretty sure 
they're going to have to leave them. But if they're not feeling strong enough or there are different reasons, I just start showing them how to protect themselves and their energy from those toxic environments and from those toxic people that they're still in connection with and to start working on the changes within them. And what happens is those people then start naturally pulling away or falling away or a crisis will be created or something that moves that energy and so you really you don't have to know how it's going to all play out you just need to be holding that highest intention for your highest and best good and you want to focus on the essence of everything you do want in relationship and clean up the other stuff Definitely. I love what you say about what you're focused on. I don't want that. I don't want that. You absolutely keep getting. You know, I work with quite a few women that have been single that are getting out into dating and they get on dating programs and we work together. And, you know, what can be really, really interesting if a woman is holding on to, well, I don't want a man who cheats and lies. You know, I don't want that. I don't want that. What happens and what will always happen is she will attract a guy that cheats and lies and she'll hook into it and she'll actually wrestle with it and roll around with it and try and change him. Because that's that's her involvement. And that is all that, yes, all that fixing and changing the other person. And all that does is a distraction from getting into yourself and looking at your own wounds around that and looking at why that keeps showing up. And they do. They'll attract in the very thing that they're saying they don't want. Mm -hmm. And so if it shows up again, it's because you still have a desire that you're sending out to heal that. And so just simply saying, I don't want that anymore, you still are being charged by it. So even if you're in a relationship that is going to fall away, once somebody decides to leave a relationship, I still tell people to work with these principles because it's still better if you could leave the relationship no longer charged so that you don't go into another relationship and create the same thing. So sometimes people will just, they stop resonating, they're no longer a match, but you still don't want to walk out of it with all those heavy negative charges. So you still want to do the healing work so that you don't go out and and do that again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, definitely. We've got a couple of questions in the chat room, Michelle. So what we've got here is, so when you make the changes and the changes in you that you see in the other people, okay, so you can see, I'm taking that as you can see the changes in the other person, but maybe if they're not changing, how do you know you're supposed to cut the ties? Right. That's a that's a good question because I find the more you're focusing on yourself and you're getting to know yourself and you're learning to see what's showing up in the environment, one other thing we do is we start getting people to be much more in touch with their own energy, which then puts you in touch with your intuition and you start trusting yourself more. And so you start making changes and the other person is going to change and then you're going to see if those changes are something that are going to bring you all closer together or where that person is starting to fall away and then you really you really start trusting that again you don't start getting into a fear place you just keep focusing on what you want 
and you don't make it have to be that person. You leave that space open because I always say you want to focus on this or something better. So the universe may have something better out there, and if you can really trust that, you let go of trying to hold on to something that no longer serves you. And then so you start really trusting and getting in touch with that, and again, some people get very clear and they really step in and sever a relationship and they make that decision. And so if you do that, then you want to be really committed to that and then start doing the, the positive energy around letting that go and, and creating space for something new to come in. Other people that aren't sure, they will let it kind of progress and it will come to its own head and you just, again, you're really trusting that that will happen. Mm, and look, I've certainly, yeah, I've certainly gone through that that experience myself, most most definitely. And and look, you know what? I think we know. I think we know. So often we just know within us, with you know, in response to our own feelings and our emotions on something, it's either feeling right or it's not feeling right. And right, and we need to get back in touch with that. We've lost touch with yeah. that. A lot of times in those kind of relationships like you've been talking about, you know that we, the other person starts telling us what we think and feel, and we start looking outside of ourselves to define who we are and if we're okay and if everything's okay, and so we've lost the ability to hear our own voice and trust that. And so it's also about getting back to who you really are and trusting that and then those decisions come because then we get that small voice and we get those inspired actions and we're able to make those changes. I have worked with several women. I really learned that what I was talking about earlier, that people all have to go at their own pace and it's their own journey because I used to get very much that impatience of, can't you see this is bad for you? And more yeah. when I was working in the traditional mental health and I worked in domestic violence for a while. And you find, though, you can't just tell a woman, you need to get out because yeah. it's the timing of that where they need to come to it themselves so that they learn to process those things for themselves. You can't just tell somebody, and some people will create more stress and more chaos if they make an abrupt change and they're not ready for it. So, again, it's, not, it's trusting people and helping them see their own wholeness and their own empowered being and then trusting that you're going to walk the journey with them, but you're going to let them decide when to step off the edge of that cliff. You're not going to do it before they're ready. Yes, yes. And look, that's a, a, a really tough thing in high-level narcissistic relationships, which you would have seen a lot of in, in the abuse scene. Yes. Is that the, because there is so much gaslighting and so much stripping and there's so much of that illusion created that it's all you, it's all you, it's all you. And women really dramatically do lose that sense of touch with themselves. And because the narcissist has been actually really manipulating them about how they think and they feel for so long, they don't even know how they think and how they feel. Right. They've lost so much of themselves. You're right. Yeah. And they... 
they're just being told all these things. And, and usually when they're in those relationships, they may have also, as children, been told, you don't know anything, you're not right, or I know best, or you need to be quiet, don't feel this. And so that's really deep stuff that has to get healed because first you have to just help them rediscover themselves and get in touch with themselves and learn to even trust because some of these concepts become so big for them that they're in control and they're responsible and and they can make change they they don't even believe that they have any say yes yes so it is it's very important for those women would you agree that to really start taking your focus off him and start putting your focus back on yourself Yes, I think that's the biggest piece is if you can just start steering them, well, we can't fix him right now and we can't change him, so you have choice. You can stay in the environment right now or go, but why don't you start focusing on yourself and getting clear about yourself and have them start healing that within them and and not focus even so much on the relationship. At that point, I'll say, you don't have to make any immediate abrupt decisions unless, of course, they're in danger. But even okay. then, you know, a lot of them will stay longer, longer than may be good for them. But really, people have to come to that, and so part of that is honoring. The best thing I can do at that point is continue to hold the energetic space of honoring their journey, whatever that is, and letting them have those consequences. And I can keep sharing with them what I know and what I believe without trying to tell them they're wrong, but just letting them, I keep seeing them as I want them to see themselves as empowered and whole, and I keep putting it back to them that they can do what is best for them. Yeah, which is really, really beautiful. And what would you say to a woman that, let's say, if she did have a very violent, very jealous, very possessive man that was, you know, always in her face and it would be very, very hard for her to pull away or to even, you know, to come to healing sessions or to, uh, because he's just all on top of her and all over her all the time. What would you say to women in that sort of situation? Yes, at that point you can kind of reach out and you're right, they get very isolated and they can't even always access the resources. And so you just start trying to plant the seeds. Uh, You do energy work like I do, so I might really try to do some energy work even by distance around that. And then I would, when I get the opportunity, just try to start connecting the woman to resources. Sometimes that's when best when you can get them just in a group of other women that can serve as role models where it's not so threatening and just start getting them out of that energy into a higher energy and seeing other women that can be role models and nurture and support and, and empower them. And then again, you you really just have to trust I'm here and I'm exposing you to this and when you're ready, you'll step into it. Then you get in that place of you have to decide if you really feel someone's in danger and step in, which is a very real world thing. And then 
and and also when people are at that base level where their security and their their safety and their survival it's harder at those places to get them up into that higher spiritual place or to talk about those more esoteric things so sometimes you just can be there and keep putting your energy in their energy and just keep seeing them for who you know they are and those things will work and you really can't push it sometimes they just can't even go there because they're still focused on their very base needs and look it's a lot harder too for women when they are actually still stuck in the illusion of I love him no matter what he's actually doing to her very much and and that becomes that difficult piece of people having their their experience and their journey and i learned that for the years i worked in domestic violence and at first you want to save them all but that's seeing them as not being their own master of their creation and and so letting people have their journey and that you can't force people to come and have what you have to offer. I really had to get into my own issues around fixing and rescuing that yeah. were brought up when, when I work in that because I have such a heart for domestic violence survivors yeah. and women and children, especially caught in that. And yeah. so then that started activating my own stuff, and I just had to keep going back to there's a bigger purpose and I don't always know what it is. And it's not for me to say they need to be rescued or fixed. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I was saying, you know, well, they just, some people just haven't had enough yet. No, they haven't. And, and we would think it would be more than enough. And that that is a very powerful one about, well, I still love him or I still love her. And there's so much that goes into that because a lot of it is they're just playing out stuff. And it, it can be very old stuff, stuff that has a big hold on them. And until they're ready to make that change, they keep going through it. Yes, yes, and there's a lot of people too that, um, you know, the, the, the practical structures and the things, and I know, look, in my situation, definitely it was a very, you know, high-level high abusive uh, relationship, my catalyst relationship, and definitely that illusion was running for me, which made it very, very difficult. It took a long time to unravel that and let go, but the biggest thing that I got out of that was that, you know, this love that I was focusing on a person that was abusing me was really showing me how much I didn't love myself. Exactly, and it takes being able to come to that, that when you're allowing that and you're attracting that in, it's mirroring for you how you feel about yourself and that you don't feel loved because once you shift that, the people will show up around you it's the same thing, uh, you probably have this too, where I can tell when I have issues that are going on that need to be addressed because I'll start having clients that show up with my issues that are mirroring those, and I have to really make sure that I keep that separate. And so I can always tell when there's something that really needs my intention because you start attracting that in. Definitely, absolutely. But, you know, that's the gift in it, isn't it? In the dynamics in relationships, it is just such an incredible gift to mirror back what we need to be whole, empowered, free and authentic. 
It is, definitely. And I just think that's why it's so important the more people can can learn to work with the universal laws and the law of attraction and just understand that energetic exchange that just is. Because the more you can learn to read the evidence that's showing up, you really get a read on yourself, and it becomes easier to do that healing work. You can start seeing those things, and and even you know you have the person in your in your office who's hostile, who's charging you, and you're miserable to go to work. The minute you recognize what it is, it takes the power away from that person, and you start healing it, and it goes away. And then you don't have to just stay in that for months and years. You start going, oh, it's that again. Well, I've already recognized that, and I'm not going to do that anymore because things will show up just to make sure you're done with them and you're clear because they're showing up to say, do you want this? Are you sure you're done with this? And it gives you that power and that freedom to stand in your empowered state and say, I'm done with that, and then watch it stop showing up. Yes, yes. And I love the thing, you know, about how we can either be in acceptance or resistance. You know, going back to that example of women that are fearful of guys that lie and cheat. And, you know, I I really work at shifting these women into, well, of course there's men that lie and cheat. There's women that lie and cheat. There's, you know, it exists. Of course it exists. Accept it exists. Stop fearing it. And then when you've got your boundaries and you know the questions to ask and you can honour yourself and you can, you know, date respectfully and not dive in and be observant without the fear, you'll see it. That brings up a really good point because when you have people like that, you have a woman who is very focused on men lie and cheat. I don't want men who lie and cheat, and now I'm finding out that my man is lying and cheating. You you have to again look back and see. You get we get what we expect, and so are they expecting? Do they have a program running that men lie and cheat, or did their mother teach them that, or did their father lie and cheat? Where is that coming from? Because there are other people who don't hold that fear and don't put a lot of energy around that, and they don't attract men that lie and cheat. So a lot of times the more charge you have around that, you're actually drawing it in by all your focus on it, and you're getting what you expect, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So as much as you say, I don't want a man who lies and cheats, a part of you is saying men lie and cheat, and then you get that. Absolutely, and law of attraction means that you're going to crash. You're going to you're going to crash into that tree, and how you're going to crash into that tree is you will probably meet somebody that you're attracted to. You won't pick it. There'll be red flags that you'll miss. You'll make uh, excuses in your head about it and justify things that aren't sitting right. Get involved with him, and then it'll all explode and turn up. And it's like, oh my goodness, this happened to me again. Yes, Crystal brought up in the chat room an imp- an interesting thing that I talk about a lot. When you look at that whole victims, victims of violence, victims of abuse, that they stay in a cycle, and a lot of times they go out and find the next relationship to 
get out of being a victim themselves, they start playing out rescuer and fixer. So they're going to look for people that they think they can rescue and fix, and so they feel more powerful. I'm not the victim. I'm fixing and rescuing. And then when it doesn't work, they're right back in the victim, and now the person they're trying to rescue and fix is now victimizing them, and it becomes a cycle that you cannot get out of. You just keep playing both sides of that. That's right. That's that's absolutely right. And, you know, when we're not fearful of things anymore, and I know with my dating experience, you know, um, you know, coming out of high-level narcissism was, was a very, very daunting thing. And there was so much to heal around that. But when it came down to the acceptance of, there's, there's great guys out there, there's narcissistic men out there, there's everything in between. But if I love me and I'm full and I trust me, I know what to look for. And if I'm seeing things that, you know, that I think aren't healthy and aren't right for me, I just don't need to participate. I don't need to fix it. I don't need to change it. I can unconditionally allow that person to have their journey, but I don't need to have it in my reality. And it gets very, very simple. It does. It does. It's it's a lot of living by these different principles. At first, it feels like it goes against how we've been taught things work, but you're right. It just gets more and more simple. It just breaks down. It's all going back to ourselves and trusting ourselves and loving ourselves and healing, doing our own work, because when we get into all those, all that drama, we're just distracting ourselves from looking at our stuff. We can stay so much trying to fix and rescue, and then we're the victim, and we're powerless, and then we're fighting against it, and all of that is keeping you out of getting quiet and still with yourself, and you just, you stay in that, and it doesn't serve you. And isn't that true? That is so many women's problem is they become the fixer and the rescuer to a, a male in a relationship that is not healthy. And I know I was too in that. It was all of a sudden I'd assigned it as my role to fix him and change him and to help him and to feel sorry for him and to, you know, and, and that yeah. is just it it's really is just a path to self-destruction well i found too because i went through that too in my early years really focused on rescuing and fixing and i had a relationship like that and i found that again it was me and not wanting to fix myself but to keep looking out that i could fix him and that would make me powerful and that would make me good so it's almost that tell me I'm good, tell me I'm powerful by fixing and rescuing somebody else and then I'm not taking care of myself and I'm also pointing out there and saying, if I can fix him, everything will be okay. If I can change yeah, I'll be him. Happy. Yeah, if I can fix him, well then I'll have a happy life. And really, that, what we're saying is, you know, my life is dependent on this person and that is, is an absolute illusion. Yes, exactly, and people get so much fear in holding on to that because it's scary to let go of that, but the more we could get whole within ourselves, we'll actually attract other people who are more whole, and then we come at it from a different place. And isn't it beautiful when that happens? Yes. 
and it's gorgeous because you get to see what the universe brings up and you're like, oh, wow, that is so a reflection of me. And, you know, that's my experience with males in my life is they're wonderful, respectful, great guys. You know, I don't certainly do not have any of that energy because it's just not my reality. And it's, right. it's really, really beautiful. Absolutely, really, really beautiful. Well, Michelle, it is. You see that you can totally change that and yes, attract in something different. Yes, you can. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on. That was great information. And I think it's now, Michelle, how can people find out about what you do? I have a website they can go to, which is www.michellebarr.com. And you can go to my website and find all the different things that I'm doing, and you can contact me through there. Fantastic, Michelle. And you keep up the great work. And, you know, we need more of this out there. And uh, what a fantastic thing that women can really, really create the reality and the love and the relationships that they want to live. And it's so true. Well, I've really enjoyed talking about this with you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Michelle. All right. And you have a lovely evening because it's evening over there. Yes. And uh, thank you. And we'll have to talk again. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. You have a great day. All right. Thank you. All right, everybody. Another great show. And we've got a very special young lady coming on next week who is a survivor of a highly abusive relationship and she is just an incredible inspiration. So I would love you to uh, come and join in on that show. This, this young lady has blown me away with her courage and what she's done in a very short amount of time. And I think we can all learn an, an enormous amount from her. So anyway, everybody, goodbye, and I'll talk next week. Have a great day. Bye.